I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Mahani Jahangiri, and welcome to Conversations with My Dog. Today's guest is Beverly Cuddy, dog lover, expert, and editor of Dogs Today magazine, as well as chairman of the Tailwaggers Club Trust, a charity that helps pet owners in distress. Today, we will be discussing the extreme rise in dog theft in recent times. Now, it is an honor to welcome Beverly on to the show. Hi, Beverly, how are you? I'm delighted to be invited. But Absolutely. I, I, I had bad news about um, tail waggers, sadly. Oh. Um, it, it's gone. Um, it, no. it, it, it was ancient. And the problem was it gave away so much money to people who needed it that uh, it ran out of cash in the end. because. It, it, it was just a huge pot of money that, that was given um, in, oh, in about the 1950s, I think, um, to help people in need. And it never, ever raised money for itself. So it, when it gave it all away, it, 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 was, it was all over. It's very sad. Oh, this is terrible news. That's terrible. And it's been going since the 1950s. How incredible. Even longer than that. I think it, it actually um, was the thing that started Guide Dogs for the Blind. And it also raised the money for the Royal Veterinary College and probably put all the money behind vaccinations for dogs. So, And the Queen was a member and there was a Hollywood branch. It was enormous. Nearly every dog in England was a member. Oh, my goodness. I know. It was. It's, it's such a, a strange piece of history, um, but I, 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 you know, I'm embarrassed to be the chairman that that saw it saw it close. But um, I, I, I did try and um, save it. But really, there are now many more people who need it than there are. Um, well, the club stopped hundreds, of, well, fifty odd years ago. So the um, the the money that it had, it had stockpiled gradually ran out because. There's an awful lot of people who need help at the moment. Absolutely. I mean, we need a we need a whole bank. We need billions at the moment to help people out with all sorts of things. Um, uh, mostly, uh, today's subject obviously will be about um, theft, isn't it? Uh, that the, the rise in dog theft, uh, which has increased by thirty one percent. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Why is this happening? About five years ago, Direct Line started doing Freedom of Information Act requests of the police service to find out how many dogs were stolen and I must admit probably the first time they came in the police went oh no not that because there was no code for for a dog theft they've got a a special codes to 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 log each crime and even stealing an envelope has code 
But a no dog, way. Go, yeah, a dog goes into the same huge file along with wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows and inanimate objects that are stolen, that are a low value. So um, there is nobody sort of flagging up this is a pet theft. So it, it's, it takes quite a bit of them digging out these figures. But bless them, the police have been doing that. And unfortunately, they've been cataloguing a huge growth. And the, the reason is that just as, you know, it's never warranted it having its own category, when you look at the law, it's, that's because the, there is no such thing as pet theft in law. There is just the Theft Act. And at the moment, the dog is, is, is I'm afraid, in there with the wheelbarrow. It's only on replacement value. We're still so behind. I mean, I had uh, Finn uh, and Dave on the show from Britain's Got Talent. You know, the, the police officer who got stabbed and, and the dog into the police oh, dog yes. intervened and it, the incredible oh, story. Lovely, lovely people. Absolutely yeah. incredible story. But I couldn't believe that this, uh, this poor dog was not worth anything in the law. It was just yeah. an accessory, like a, a weapon or something that you lose or, or a thing even worse it, it was the equivalent of somebody sort of breaking the wing mirror of a police car the stabbing yes. nearly fatal stabbing of that dog and and that's you know that was um a, a, an amazing piece of lobbying that i mean it was so obviously wrong that that should be the case and bless him i mean he he, he put so much effort into changing the law so that now if you if you hurt a a, a police dog or a police horse, it's actually taken seriously. You know, it isn't snapping off a wing mirror. It's it. This is a life, and these dogs do so much. I mean, they're they're, they're such a bond with their their, their their policeman. I mean, the police the policeman and the dog are working as one. And if you if you hurt the police dog, you're hurting him. I mean, the owner as well. I mean, it's, it, you've got to make the Make make them have a value in in law, and the problem is that there are so many laws that see the dog as a commodity, and the, uh, and really lets it down. The dog is central to family life these days. It it should be protected by the law, and there are so many laws yet to change. Um, we thought we'd done it with Lucy's law. Um, yes, we thought absolutely. we'd got rid of puppy farms, but in pan in the pandemic. It unfortunately meant that the puppy farms learned how to sell direct. They learned how to deliver, how to um, how to cut out the middleman and make more money. And unfortunately, um, with the huge growth in demand for dogs during the lockdown, the prices went up, and so did the profit on the the, the pet thieves, um, making them turn from other crimes to dog crimes because. <sighs> Low low risk of being caught or anything happening to you, and high rewards. So it's no surprise it spiralled. It's just got worse and worse and worse. And I was surprised uh, with your report that uh, the Staffy Staffordshire Bull Terrier was one of the most popular ones uh, in breeds that got stolen in sort of 2019. But this has changed now. It's not the Staffy anymore. What are the main breeds, the most vulnerable breeds that are out there that are targets? Right. Well, poor old staffies are still getting stolen. Because, still getting... Um, there's just so many. There's so many of them. Um, and you sort of think, gosh, you know, rescue was full of staffies. Why steal them? Go and go and 
give one a home rather than take one from someone who loves the dog. Um, but um, the, the the big rises in pet theft uh, with the latest direct line figures are Labradors, Springer Spaniels and Cocker Spaniels. Now, that to me, there's alarm bells going off because if you look, what do you, what happens if you mate those dogs to poodles? You get cockapoos, labradoodles, sprockers. These are the dogs that are the most in demand on the online um, websites. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones with the hugest price tags. So I think now we're seeing joined up thinking from the thieves. They're not just spontaneously stealing unattended dogs. They're going with a shopping list. They're... They, these dogs are being corralled into holding places where they're assessed as to whether or not they're still fertile. If they're fertile, they get shipped off. They become breeding slaves. If they're not, if they discover that they've, they've been spayed or neutered, they're putting them on sale online and people are buying them not knowing they're stolen. And it's it's horrid. It really is horrid. But I just I still don't understand. I mean, I don't know. Buying a dog online, all this stuff, it, it just doesn't resonate with me. I mean, isn't there, don't we have some form of responsibility? I mean, not to encourage this. Uh, some, can we do anything with our, you know, <laughs> should we all just go to rescue centers and adopt a rescue? Would that be the safest option so we can decrease the theft? Or... Mm. Well, in a way, adopt, don't shop has actually kind of led to this problem because what's happened over over the decades so I've been editor of Dogs Day for 30 years and yes, we've been campaigning yes. against puppy farms all that time but inadvertently by us all saying adopt don't shop what we've been doing to people who love their dog we're saying don't breed and but we all still still wanted puppies so someone else bred so we, we, right. were in, it, we were creating this thing where if you love dogs, you wouldn't breed them. But if you don't love dogs, then you're going to do it commercially in a shed with um, where the dog, poor mum doesn't have a life, but you look at your profit margins. So we've, we've sort of segregated it so that it's embarrassing to breed a litter from a dog you love because you shouldn't. Uh, so we've ended up with this sort of, inadvertently we've made it so breeders are well it's seen as something that's a bit a bit embarrassing that some people shouldn't breed dogs that it's wrong whereas really what we should be saying is if you're going to do it do it really really well do it small rear them properly do all the health tests just be careful where you sell make sure you everyone is not impulse purchasing is really going to have a dog that's going to live a lovely long life and that you put the work in maybe in that first eight weeks um you work on socialization and training so that the puppy stands much more chance of fitting into normal life now that to me is a sustainable way forward for puppies to be brought into this world that they're bred locally on small scale by people who love the mum but what we've ended up with is the puppy farms have got bigger. They've got bigger and bigger and bigger. And you can now go on websites and just click and buy like you buy a pizza and the dog can be delivered. And people are in their impulse purchase mode 
and they're being egged on by people who are desperate to make more money. Um, they're not interested in the success of the, the home. Um, they'll change their phone number every few months, probably. Yes, exactly. And they're not really bothered where they source their dogs from. They're not interested in long-term health issues. They're interested in short-term gain. So we really need to get rid of the people who treat the dog as a commodity, the people who steal the dog as if it's a commodity. And I think the way that we sort of maybe attack that is in a few different ways. We get the law changed so that pet theft is a serious crime with a proper punishment so that the police can allocate it a bit more time. And also when it gets to court, they actually get locked up. But I also think we need to look at the the whole way we categorise the dog in law and in legislation, because at the moment, the person who breeds a litter from a much-loved dog with all the health tests, maybe one litter a year, maybe one litter every two years, has to have the same breeder's licence as those awful people with the sheds. And they're paying the same fee for one litter of puppies as they're doing for like 50 a week. And it just doesn't make sense because we're, we're, we are putting them all in the same bracket when, in fact, one is doing it well and one isn't. But we're legitimising the bad people and saying both are licensed. We shouldn't be legitimising that way. We should be finding a way of encouraging them not to do it like that, <laughs> not just making them pay what is a tiny amount compared to the money they now make when you look at those prices, because they're the ones putting their prices up. They're the ones who are really adding the noughts and they're dropping their waiting lists if they can make more money Mm. and sell them at a higher price. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both up. <laughs> 
For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for Music in My Life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, nothing then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. So I just became a lot more productive and happier. Uh-huh. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. How high is the price? Well, for example, for a my dog is a Maltese, a Maltese Terrier, a little Maltese. Right. How much? I, I mean, he was a thousand pounds about ten years ago. Right. How much? Well, you'd you'd be. Very un- well. These days, you probably won't really even find a Maltese. You'll mm. find a Maltipoo, because right. that, will, that will be more expensive. So uh, a cross is more expensive than a pedigree dog. This is the the new world we live in. So the first cross, um, I would say, you'd be looking at three thousand for a reasonably priced one. Um, an outrageously priced one would be five thousand. What? Yeah, it's incredible amount of money. It's it's shocking, um, but we're finding that even the good breeders are scared at charging less than the average price, because those that have been selling at the old prices, because well they don't see why they should put them up, um, they find that really plausible people who who apply to 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 buy the dogs and say all the right things and check out and you know appear to be good homes they'll buy a reasonably priced dog only to then put it on sale on one of these websites for a thousand pounds more and people are, are seeing their beloved dogs ending up being sold on for a quick profit they call it flipping pups like they flip houses so they'll buy up a bargain just to sell it on more expensively and then the breeder's got no contact with the the new owner no they have to try and get in touch to say, because the really kind, lovely breeders are there for a lifetime of aftercare and will take the dog back. I, I, I've joined exactly. something called tailwise.com in November because after 30 years of trying to get rid of the puppy farm, I thought the only way to do it is actually change the system. And what they do is they verify the breeders and they verify the puppy owners and they work like a matchmaker in the middle. And they make sure everyone's calm and not impulse purchasing. But it also means that we get to see how crazy these prices are. We mm. get to see how well it's just it's just heartbreaking. But there's one a lady I'm I I, I uh, screened as a breeder recently who was charging a lot of money. She was charging three and a half thousand pounds for Dachshunds, and I, I at first I went oof that's a lot of money, and then when she explained what she did. I suddenly thought, actually, no, that's a fair amount of money. Because she she did all the health tests imaginable, but also had really got the strongest backs on Daxons that she could possibly do. So she's really progressive on health. But she was using puppy culture from America um, to rear that litter. So when her puppies went at eight weeks, they were all house trained. They were all sleeping through. They had so many... It was just so much easier for those dogs to be perfect pets because they were so ready. They were they were totally their first eight weeks had all been about preparing them for their life ahead. 
And she gives a guarantee with each puppy that you can bring them back and get a free refund. No one's ever brought one back. Because why would you? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I absolutely. think people could pay extra for dogs that are well reared and have a lovely that where mum has a lovely life. I think absolutely. that's the thing. Why shouldn't that be a legitimate job to to do it really, really well? Um absolutely. And, but weirdly, the ones with the highest price tags online, that's usually a red flag. That's a puppy farm. Right. Okay. So we look out for the high price, too high price. And obviously also terms and conditions is no refund. So if you say, can I, what happens if I want to bring my dog back? Do I get a refund? If they say no, no way, then that is uh, another red flag. I mean, not that you want to bring your dog back and get a refund, but you know what I mean? It's, it's very important to know you can return the dog in case you can't cater. What the bad breeders do uh, that really don't care is they will say you can bring them back because they know that when you realise what an awful place you bought your dog from, even if you really can't cope, the last place you're going to take it back is to where you'd got it from because most people, the way they live with themselves is that they feel that they've rescued the dog by buying exactly. it from these awful people. Absolutely. So they will never take them back. So it doesn't, you know, I think that really the thing to do is is to really, really, if they're not checking you out as much as you're wanting to check them out, they don't care who gets their dogs. And if they don't care who gets their dogs, they don't care how they breed them and they don't care about their dogs. So the biggest red flag is if they just ask you how you're going to pay, run. <laughs> just don't go anywhere near it because Absolutely. the problem is as soon as you lock eyes with a puppy it's such an emotional purchase you can't trust yourself not to buy the dog even if you think that you're dealing with a crook and you're dealing with a, a sickly puppy people just can't walk away once you've looked into their eyes you just can't and I've, I've known so many sensible people who've just gone for a look and is up bringing to home and they know that they shouldn't have done, but they just think I'd, I'd take them all home if I could because I just didn't want to leave them there. Oh. Don't go, don't allow yourself to, to 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 scroll down those adverts because you'll be you'll be lost. It's just too easy to be able to just click and buy as well. That's just you've got you've got fifteen years to realize that you've got the wrong dog um, that doesn't fit your life that you aren't um, you aren't matched you. You've got a dog that you're incompatible with, but you've got to you've got to go through with it. It's it's like if online dating meant that you have to marry them and live with them forever. Just as soon as you instead of swiping right, you're going right. That's it. My future is with you, um, with no checks. And that's no what people think when they're buying a dog online. They're yeah. they're saying, well, for the next fifteen years, this stranger that I don't know the provenance of is going to come and live with me um, oh without goodness. me really thinking this through. Oh. I, I've fallen in love with the idea of getting a dog. Absolutely. But, you know, it, it's sad. But but pet theft is is just, yeah, yeah it's, it's the tip of the iceberg, but it's a very, a very scary one at the moment that the, the fear of theft is impinging so many people's lives. We're seeing people terrified to go walking with their dog. They keep their 
dog on a lead now. They're keeping their puppies on a lead because they believe that their dog will be stolen. I don't know if that is a good thing. Also, to be that scared about everything, that uh, their puppy might be snatched. Because it has happened that they've cruised up with a van. Or what's happened in Islington, they cruise up with a van and, and they just grab the dogs and stole them. I mean, the most horrific thoughts, uh, things um, have happened or they've uh, they've broken into a van as well uh, of a dog walker. I mean, Lady Gaga's uh, dog uh, walker got shot. All sorts of stories. But the thing is, what do you think about this? So how vigilant do we have to be? Is it correct to keep your dog on a lead permanently because of the situation? I, I think that when you look when you look into the statistics, the place where your dog is most vulnerable is in your own garden because that's where most dogs are stolen from. Because the, the thieves are not, you know, are not the bravest of people. If they can avoid a confrontation, they will. So just make sure if you let your dog into the garden, you you're with it. You don't you don't assume it's safe. If if there's a gate, it's it's they they may have watched you. They may know where you live, and they may know what dog you've got. And they'll just wait for you to be distracted, and they'll open the gate, piece of chicken skin or whatever they're using at the moment, and your dog's gone. And you you don't know. Um, you think you think oh maybe someone came in and left the gate open, but no, it, that's where the dogs are being stolen. It's um, so if if you know that, then you you can be a bit safer. If you are worried about walking, um, get together. Most local areas have got a, a, a an area dog page. Um, arrange to meet and do a socially distant walk, a few people together, because you'll feel safer. Um, yes. You'll also, um, you know, it'll be much more more pleasant because you you you'll, it'll take your mind off this worry, but also you'll 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 start to be more of the dog community because I think that's the thing is if we can all keep an eye out for each other um, mm -hmm. it's also worth going online and registering with doglost.co.uk even if though you, you don't have a dog that's lost if you put your dog's details in there you if it, anything does happen you your brain will just be in turmoil you'll be so distressed but all the facts are on there all the contact details you can just press a button and then you've suddenly got this network of volunteers all over Britain Incredible. who are advising ears helping you look for the, your dog and also explain to you how to report this as a crime because often you'll go to the police station or more often you'll be online these days and they'll be saying, oh, it's probably been just lost. You have to really press to get a crime reference number and you then, with the community of dog lovers, you make that dog too hot to handle and you get it back because if they can't sell it online because everyone's looking for it, um, they're more likely to, 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 to maybe try and get a, a reward out of you. Just like Lady Gaga, even though they'd shot her dog walker, she still, no questions answered, here's a, asked, here's, a, here's a, you know, a reward if I get my dogs back. We all, the dog is part of our family, we'll do anything to get them back. And dog lost has been there, done that for, for decades. So um, they are the safe pair of hands when this happens to you. And recently we had a success with Nala. Um, yes. That so relieved for Mel oh, um, Melania that um, a month that dog was missing, a month, oh stolen from the, um, the dog walker's van. Um, 
it's just unbelievable that poor lady but she's she's determined to be there for other people whose dogs have been stolen because um she knows how it felt and she's she knows she's so lucky she's got hers back but all those people she was getting support from who are still searching still desperate for news they're still waiting so and also if you ever buy a dog just let it or you maybe you bought a dog a few years ago and you weren't sure of the provenance make sure that this isn't somebody's dog that they're still looking for when you go to the vets don't make sure that they when they scan the chip they actually look on the database because that's something that isn't automatic people don't check the database because it it may be that there's another owner somewhere absolutely they're desperate for news and they don't ever give up um that's something else that needs sorting out we've got 15 databases now for microchips it's just madness Uh, the government needs to make that one and have defra having oversight so that when you find a missing dog or a lost dog you scan it and you can instantly find out who owns it or if it's stolen or lost you don't have to work out which one of the many databases the dog was registered on um it's it's just such a mess at the moment but um, sorry i've come on with all the grumps and groans of all the things that we're talking out (laughs) i mean we're almost uh, we are at the end of our time but i just one more thing and this is this is something that is very dear to me um why can't we bring our smaller dog and into tesco's and sainsbury's inside a bag or something i don't understand why they're making it so difficult for us with this tying up outside and you need to leave your dog out like, can that be changed <laughs> eventually? You yeah. know, you bring your dog safely inside a bag or whatever equipment you have, you know, and it doesn't touch food because I think this is one of the worst things. I mean, I live on my own and sometimes I have to go down the shops and I'm with Robbie and I, I, I nearly have a heart attack. It's, it's the scariest thing. So, Well, I, I must say, I know so many people who've managed to acquire, there's some marvellous bags that have got mesh that's, hard to see through and I've been with so many people in places you're not meant to have dogs where they've got dogs that no one is aware of um some of these bags just look like bags and so if you've got a you know a well-behaved dog that you that's not the size of my dog which is far too big to put in a bag yes (laughs) you can just travel unnoticed in in many shops um as long as nobody draws attention or there's any woofing, you, you're Absolutely. probably all right. And they're not doing any harm because they're in a bag, for goodness sake. You know, people are walking around in shoes that have been, who knows what they've walked in and they're walking through the shop. You're carrying a dog in a bag. What Absolutely. is there to worry about? It's not going to offend anybody. But, um, but yes, I think, you know, uh, I, I can recommend some bags if, you, if, you, if you're interested in, in passing unnoticed. Absolutely. <laughs> well, on that note, I, I'm going to have to have you back on the show because we have to talk about you have so much knowledge, Beverly. It's an incredible. It's, it's, it's incredible <laughs> talking to you because I have about a billion questions uh, that I'd like to discuss. And um, thank you so much for offering your time. I mean, there's still quite a few things that I'm sure a lot of the listeners would like to ask you. So maybe we can get a Q&A in or something like that eventually and get back to you. It would be really great to have you back. Thank you so much for the insights because this is a deep, deep, deep subject. It's a catch-22. It goes deeper than... It is. Yes, exactly. Shout out to the lovely direct line for the figures though because there's not many big companies that 
are that interested in the detail of, of what's happening to their customers. And to do that Freedom of Information Act request all those years, we've now got data. And that's, data is something that the politicians respond to. And they, they really do. They wait for the tyrannic line figures each year. Just, and they'll be shocked by this. It will hopefully push our, our MPs into taking some action now. And certainly if anyone's listening, please do email your MP. It really does make a difference. And they, uh, the last debate on this in Parliament, um, one of the MPs stood up and said, do you know what my biggest um, mailbox is? It's not Brexit. It's not COVID. You could add those two together. I get more emails about pet theft there you go it's something that really does absolutely resonate with people it's just you don't even need to own a dog to understand how it would feel it's a member of the family being stolen it's a member of the family being held to ransom but there's no Liam Neeson to come and help you the the police aren't going to come and track the money with a with a a device it's because it's just in the eyes of the law that they've stolen your phone and we shall change this for sure with with your support and everyone coming together and uh podcasts and shows like this i really really want to thank you for your time i know you're on the next call so um beverly thank you today and i hope to speak to you very soon if not one day in person face to face um and (laughs) keep up up the good work and the uh and spread the awareness that's an incredible thing well thank you for inviting me on really enjoyed it thank you so much thanks for listening to conversations with my dog if you're listening on apple podcast then please leave us a review and a five-star rating it helps others to find us and talking of spreading the news Please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people and dogs. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Namapa. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.